Yes, team, how is it going? Episode 30 of the Modern Day Leader. And uh, one of my clients the other day listened to the podcast and said, Nick, you should get a really cool intro done for your podcast. And uh, out of interest, who thinks that I should get an intro for this podcast? Because it's not the first time it's been mentioned. Um, and I probably, yeah, I don't even know what I do. Probably uh, get a bit of cheesy music on and uh, introduce myself. But yeah, just let me know if you think it'll be a good idea. But anyway, Episode 30, Modern Day Leader. And in this episode, I wanted to share 10 traits of successful clients and go inside the life and mind of the best clients that I've coached. You know, I've been coaching now for for nearly 16 years. I completed over 15,000 coaching sessions when I was a one-to-one coach. And I've worked with so many different people from all walks of life, different shapes, different sizes, you know, different. I think I think the youngest person I coached was about fifteen back in the day. I used to coach like a, a junior cricket player, uh, coached basketball player who used to play for for Manchester Giants. I coached hockey players, football players, swimmers, uh, everyday people, doctors, dentists, firemen, um, police officers, like pretty much you name it. The eldest client I ever trained was seventy seven. So literally, especially when I uh, started out my coaching career for the first. I would say the first 10 years, I was very much just working with, with every single day people. They were coming to my studio and I was coaching. I was doing about 40 to 60 sessions per week. So it, it's safe to say that I've had a lot of experience with different people. And in my opinion, there's kind of 10 traits of successful clients. And again, what I thought would be helpful is to share those traits because I honestly believe that all these traits you can embody yourself. And it's 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 an identity thing. Like any of these things that I'm about to share, if you were to take on this identity yourself, it's going to help you. Whether it is getting in shape, whether it is, you know, developing your career and working your way up the career ladder or building a business, like these mindset tips in general are going to allow you to thrive and succeed and like I said I've had a lot of experience coaching people and in this episode I just wanted to share like the the 10 success traits and just to go inside the life and minds of some of my best clients so let's delve in guys 10 traits number one Best clients, they see coaching as an investment, not an expense. It's very, very easy. Like I remember when I first hired my coach and they told me the price. And I think back then, this was about six years ago, I think, maybe a little bit longer. And it was £150 an hour. And I nearly fell off my seat. You know, that was back then, it was about probably about four times more than what I was charged as a coach. I thought, how on earth can somebody charge £150 an hour? And I, I was like, literally, I said, I'm sorry. Like, that's way more than what I thought it was going to be. And uh, yeah, I think I just need to kind of go away and think about it. But then spoke to my dad about it. And uh, long story short, he was kind of like, yeah, but why do you think they're charging that rate? And how much are they going to actually allow you to kind of get from that investment? And and he said, if you want to go anywhere in life, Nick, you have to kind of be willing to invest into yourself and to see it as an investment, not an expense. And that has always stuck with me to this day. Um, You know, and I see coaching as an investment rather than expense. So yeah, the guys with the best mindset that I've coached over the last kind of 16 years or so, they see coaching as not like it's an expense. It's not like, you know, car insurance or anything like this is an investment in to themselves they, they look after themselves they realize that they're worthy of spending money on so that's trait number one the second thing is the ability to focus on what's in their control like let's be honest guys like so much stuff is outside of our control most of life probably like 98 99 of life is outside of our control the economy the weather other people we cannot control other people we can influence other people but we cannot control other people 
and things could just happen that you'd never expect. Like even look back over the last month at what's happened. And I bet you there's things that you're like, I never thought that would happen. Like, you know, so-and-so's done this or so-and-so's done that or my job's up now now I'm up for redundancy or it, it doesn't have to be anything like major it could just be something small but like life is always changing so I find that the, the guys that have gotten the best results and live the best quality of life they focus on what's in their control so whenever circumstances change their natural reaction is like right okay what can I do so right I can't I, I'm at a hotel there's no gym at the hotel right what can I do? I can do some push-ups or I can go for a run or I've got my resistance bands which I packed with me just in case the hotel didn't have a gym. I'm just trying to kind of give you examples of the ability to focus on what's in your control is going to be key to your success and as soon as you go from I need things to be this way to succeed to actually I'm going to succeed regardless of what's going on, boy that is a powerful feeling and a powerful emotion. The third thing is fast to implement, quick to take action. There is no such thing as the perfect time. The best time was yesterday. The second best time is today. Do not procrastinate. Do not wait for the perfect opportunity. All this, I'll start after Christmas. I'll start after Easter. I'll start after my birthday. I'll start then. That is a mindset that's doomed to fail because next year there's going to be Christmas. Next year there's going to be a birthday. Like This is why a lot of the, the, the people that I coach, I, I coach for at least a 12-month period because we've got to go through all those different phases and you recognize that, yeah, of course, Christmas you're going to be more relaxed. Yes, you're going to have nice food on your birthday and you're going to have social occasions, but how can you actually work through those and not let those, it's not an all or nothing. You don't have to live like a monk for the rest of your life to stay in shape. Like You can have a balanced lifestyle. And again, like, you know, like I said, you've got to take action. So just the ability to implement fast. Like when I send um, a client a plan, boom, they're on it straight away, right? I know what I need to do. I'm organized. Like I say, right, I recommend listening to this podcast or reading this book. Boom, I've ordered it already. And, you know, within like two days, Nick, you know, I've read this chapter. It's been brilliant. Bam. They're just fast to take action. They're quick and they don't procrastinate. The fourth thing is quick to reach out for help. Like the reason you're investing into a coach is because you don't know all the answers, right? And a lot of people are afraid to ask. I used to be like this. You know, I used to think, oh, I don't want to be like a burden. I don't kind of want anybody to think negatively of me. But I thought, actually, you know what? I'm investing into a coach to help me with this stuff. And there's a difference between kind of being a bit of a nag, you know, like constantly bombard. If I was to constantly message my coach three to five times a day, that wouldn't feel good because I, I think, right, how can I articulate myself better? And what, you know, the questions like becoming a bit more independent and making sure I'm asking the right questions rather than just, you know, dumping how I'm feeling onto somebody but just the ability to like put behind you know what I'm struggling you know this is my question like what what do I need to do to put this right or what do I need to think about so the ability to quickly reach out for help don't let don't sit on a problem for too long reach out for help and act fast on it and that's something that I see with clients it's like right Nick you know I've got I've got the next two weeks are going to be hectic with work there's no way that I'm going to be able to do the four sessions a week what do you recommend that I do instead Okay, cool. Right, I'll get back to it. Right, what do you think you can commit to? Yeah, well, I can probably get to me three sessions. Okay, great. What equipment I've got access to? Okay, boom. This is what we're going to do instead. They don't get to the end of the two weeks and say, oh, shit, Nick, I'm really sorry. You know, I couldn't follow the plan uh, because I had this, this, and this. They're very, like, responsive and positively reactive. And if they're not quite sure what to do or they want a second opinion, boom, they reach out for help. So being quick to reach out for help is, is such a good quality to have in general. The fifth thing is, and I kind of almost like alluded to this on, 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 on one of my previous points, is they are interdependent, not codependent. So interdependent is where you actually like 
independent, but you're you're asking for somebody's help. Codependent is where you're like you need like you're almost like can I have this? You're asking for permission, like you know, can I have this beans on toast? Can I have this? And you know, you, you might get like five ten messages where yeah, somebody is almost like asking you how to kind of live the life. Whereas in like clients that are really successful, they, they have that kind of almost an element of trust and confidence in themselves. They still reach out, they still ask questions, but it's almost like a 50-50 relationship and they, they take responsibility and they don't necessarily expect to be saved. They they expect the coach to be able to help them answer questions and create a roadmap. But then they also realize that actually, you know what, I need to kind of learn how to do this myself. I need to make sure that, you know, I'm showing up as well rather than you need to save me. You know, I'm investing. You need to do this. You need to do that. And uh, like I said, they're interdependent rather than being codependent. And what this does is it allows the relationship to grow long term and create long term transformation. Because once you get to a point, right, where you've achieved the goals that you want, you need to be able to learn how to sustain that by yourself. Like, one of my goals with all my clients is to be able to teach them how to fish so that they can fish for a lifetime. And a lot of my clients, like they've got to a point where they don't necessarily need to be in my coaching program. They they are independent, but they, they've got some new goals that they want to work towards or they, they, they don't need me, but they want to stay in the program because it helps them. It gives them that support and accountability. But I like to think that if I disappeared off the face of the earth tomorrow, most of my clients, especially clients that have been working with me for six to 12 months, could comfortably like navigate their way through their journey because they've learned the lesson so yeah being interdependent and building that independence is key in a relationship so uh yeah that uh, most of my best clients are independent and they don't always start that way sometimes you know people need a lot more help to begin with but the goal is to be able to develop that thought process like i take for example a guy that coach called danny big shout out to danny i'm not gonna say his second name just in case he doesn't want to be mentioned on the podcast but over Christmas, right, I took a two-week break, yeah? And in the past, he would have probably maybe needed a bit more support over that two-week period, but he was making decisions for himself. And he came back and his first check, he was like, Nick, I did this over Christmas. I gave myself a couple of days off, but then I decided this is when I'm going to get back on track. And he started to develop this almost like own self-narrative, which he'd learned how to do. So he he went from being kind of codependent to now interdependent. So that's just an example that I'm trying to give you. The sixth thing is... The best clients, they do what they say they're going to do. Like at least 8% of the time. Of course, there are going to be circumstances that change and stuff like that. But when they say, you know, I'm going to check in each week. I'm going to do my workouts. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to sign up to this gym. I'm going to sign up to this event. They do what they say they're going to do. Because what happens, guys, right? If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, guess what happens? You lose trust with yourself. How many times potentially, I've done this in the past where you say, right, I'm going to I'm gonna learn a new language this year. And then three months have passed and you've not done it. And this is why so many people don't set goals because they're afraid of setting goals and then not doing them. And therefore they lose trust with themselves. So they'd rather not do anything in the first place, but it keeps you stuck. It keeps you stagnant. So again, be a person that does what you say you're going to do. If you're going to get in shape, get in shape. If you're going to invest in yourself, invest in yourself. If you're going to do four workouts a week, do it. And with each activity that you do, you're going to start to build confidence and trust with yourself. I know that when I say I'm going to do something, I will do it. And if not, I'll take responsibility and I'll do it <laughs> at some stage. Um, the seventh thing is great communicators, like good at checking in, great self-awareness. Like like I've said, the fast to reach out for help, fast to kind of articulate what's going on and just very, very good at communicating. You know, if you're 
not communicating to your coach. Your coach can't go inside your mind. There can't be a fly on the wall. So actually just the ability to actually communicate and just express how you're feeling, what your situation is, and your coach will, will want to help you. The eighth thing is they seek fast results, but they're incredibly patient. So of course they want to get the fastest results possible, but they also know that Rome wasn't built in a day and they're playing the long game. They're incredibly patient. And again, I talked about this on one of my most recent podcasts. It's like falling in love with the process, the step-by-step actions, enjoying each workout, you know, the next meal that you've got to do, just focus on small steps and just being patient playing the long game and recognizing that this is an infinite game. There's no end point because once you get to one level, you go to the next level. So it's yes, you've got goals and you've got targets and you want to get fast results. But knowing that the reward, guys, is the journey. Like once you get to what you're striving for, you'll get there and you'll realize that the journey was the most enjoyable part. And you get to the place that you were striving for and then you'll realize that actually you probably want to go further because that's how humans grow and evolve. And if we're all just fully content, there would be no growth. Everybody would just be doing the same things. There'd be no technology. There would be no advancements to life. So it's important to kind of have goals, but to also enjoy the journey, right? Because uh, life, life, time is the most precious thing that we have. The ninth thing is they focus on the daily process. Step by step, they know that results will take care of themselves if they focus on step by step. So I talked about this, um, I think one of my recent posts about one of the things that I struggled with last year a lot was overwhelm because there was just so much to do and I'd wake up on a Monday and be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all this done by Friday? And it was almost like I was looking up at Mount Everest and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to somehow climb that mountain this week. And it was just filling with dread and overwhelm. And one of the biggest things that I've done this year is just to focus again, to come back to step by step. Yes, I know I've got a busy week, but then I just break it down. Right, what have I got to do Monday? What have I got to do the first three, four hours of Monday? have a rest. Then what I've got to do the second three or four hours on Monday, have a rest, go to sleep, then start the next day. So just breaking up the journey and focus on the next step. You know, with all my clients, they've all got roadmaps, they've all got training plans. They all know, right, this is what you need to do. If you follow that step by step, you're guaranteed to get results. It's, It's as simple as that. The 10th thing is the ability to bounce back from setbacks, like not take failures and setbacks too personally. You know, you either win or you learn, right? We're all going to have setbacks. We could start something with good intentions and then maybe we get sick or ill or injured or our circumstances change. But again, it's not how, I think Muhammad Ali said this, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. And again, your resilience is built by having setbacks and setbacks can be a really positive thing. In fact, like 99% of the time, setbacks are really, really good because you've got an opportunity to learn from them and to, you know, come back with like new invigorated energy and I, I personally find that sometimes when my back's against the wall when I've had a setback yes it knocks me down but then I come back raring to go and I always come out of it thinking had that setback not have happened I wouldn't be where I am today you know I wouldn't be doing this podcast now or have an online coaching business had it not have been for COVID you know, but COVID at the time was the worst thing in the world because I had to close my PT studio down. I didn't get any kind of support or help from the government because I was a limited company. So at that time, it was the worst thing in the world. But then I decided to not let those circumstances dictate the rest of my life and play victim to my circumstances. And I decided to, to move my life in a different direction. So that ability to bounce back from setbacks is key. And that doesn't mean that you can't have down days or periods of like feeling lost or overwhelmed that's completely normal, but it's you always have a choice. The choice is always down to you as to how you respond. So they are the 10 
traits of successful clients. Again, just to quickly recap, they see coaching as an investment, not an expense. They focus on what's in their control. Fast to implement, quick to take action. Don't procrastinate or wait for the perfect opportunity. They're quick to reach out for help, put up their hands when necessary, and not afraid to ask questions. They are interdependent, not codependent. They realize it's a 50-50 relationship and they take responsibility for their part. They don't expect to be saved. Like It's a relationship that's a two-way thing. The coach does their job, they do their job, and it's the commitment combined with the expertise that allows for the healthy relationship to, to last in the long run. Six, they do what they say they're going to do. They are a man or a woman of their word. Seven, great communicators. Check it in. Great self-awareness. They communicate and they keep you up to date. You cannot be a fly on the wall. You've got to communicate. Any relationship is built on great communication. Eight, seek fast results, but incredibly patient, like they're playing the long game. Nine, focus on the daily process. They're step by step and they know that if they follow the right steps, the results will take care of themselves. And if you don't know what the right steps are, get somebody that is going to allow you to have the roadmap and then you know that by trusting that roadmap you're going to get to where you want to get to and then the final thing is to bounce back from setbacks shit happens to us all it's about how you bounce back and it's not how many times you get knocked down it's how many times you get back up so thanks so much for listening guys really really appreciate it let me know what you thought and uh, i will look forward to catching up with you on the next episode